You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly opportunity to answer your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And with me, of course, is Layla Mutin. Because without Layla, it wouldn't be Q&A with Layla. Would it be like Q&A with me? Yeah. Which wouldn't be much fun. <laughs> okay, so uh, this uh, next question has to do with... Uh, Cleaning out the arteries. Yes. Al writes, is there anything out there that may assist in reducing coronary plaque? I asked AI about serapepsidase. And by the way, do you think there's any merit to the supplement, uh, Dr. Hoffman? But here is AI's reply. Serapepsidase is a proteolytic enzyme, meaning it breaks down proteins into smaller components. It has been used for years in Japan and Europe for reducing inflammation and pain, Due to surgery, trauma, and other inflammatory conditions. That's not very AI of me, is it? Mm-hmm. It's a little too... Okay. It's a little bit so, pleasant. It's pleasant. Yeah. You know. Serapepsidase may be beneficial in treating atherosclerosis, a condition where plaque builds up inside your arteries. It's thought to act by breaking down dead or damaged tissue and fibrin, a tough protein formed in blood clots. This could en- enable the dissolution of atherosclerotic plaques without causing any harm mm-hmm. to the inside of arteries. Yeah. Okay, so... so but then A- AI says, however, while these potential benefits are promising, it's important to note that more research is needed to fully understand the benefits, the effects of serapepsidase on coronary plaque. Always consult with the healthcare provider yeah. before starting good. any new good, good. supplement. Good. I think they did a pretty good job there. Is okay. he, I have an interesting article here. Uh, yeah. Headline. Chat GPT flubbed drug information questions. Mm. Um, it's from MedPage today. <clears throat> Reachers say the AI tool is not yet accurate enough for consumers or pharmacist questions. So what they found was that Chat GPT provided incorrect or incomplete information when asked about drugs, and in some cases invented references to support its answers. It it's well, it's called yeah. hallucination. It actually just says. I mean, it, it'll. AI was it'll make it up. It'll, it's just like it's just like <laughs> a bad, like a bad, uh, you know, college freshman. Yeah. <laughs> AI hallucinations. Right. Oh. So here's an example. Okay. For example, in response to a real query, whether there was a drug interaction between Paxlovid and Verapamil. Paxlovid is the drug that you're supposed to take if you have COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, a blood pressure lowering drug. ChatGPT indicated there were no interactions, although. Um, Paxlovid can re- interact with verapamil. 
So anyway, uh, it, by the way, that's an interesting thing because Paxlovid, the problem with Paxlovid is they say take it when you're in, early on when you have COVID. If you're on it virtually, there's about half the medications interact with Paxlovid, so you have to go off those medications. Um, which And the very population that you want to give Paxlovid to is like the seniors who are yeah. kind of frail yeah. or on multiple medications. They may have, It may make Paxlovid impractical for them. Mm. Anyway, back backing up. So we're talking about serapeptidase. So uh, they say that chat GPT mixed at least half of established side effects for 26 yeah. of 30 FDA-approved drugs. So anyway... Um, I don't think they did such a bad job with serapeptidase. Serapeptidase is, you know, there are certain things that are clot busters that are used acutely when you have a stroke. Yeah. They're, they're, um, they're proteolytic, mm-hmm. you know, so they actually, the question is whether they so work when you're, when you're not having a yeah. stroke. Will they dissolve away plaque? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So, however, for someone who has a susceptibility to blood clots, serapeptidase may not be a bad idea. Question is whether combining it with a standard drug will have an additive effect, and will you get bleeding? Yeah, probably not. I don't think that's been studied enough. Um, you know, so what I generally say is the object is not so much to reverse your plaque; it's to make your plaque safer. Yes, and you want to convert unstable, sticky plaque which is actually less well visualized on the calcium scoring test, yeah. into stable calcium plaque. Yes. And that's actually what statins do generally is that uh, it, to the horror of researchers, statins accelerated calcification. Yeah. But clinically, they somewhat reduced events mm. Uh, mm-hmm. so that the plaque was less likely to attract platelets and form blood clots. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what you want for by the way, one of the few studies that showed reversal of blockage was the Dean Ornish study, which is very rigorous, you know, yes. like uh, exercise know and diet. And, but its study has been criticized because um, you know used some imaging studies which were maybe less. Um, my my grad school professor criticized heavily that study. Oh, okay. I remember when I was in graduate okay, school. Even then. and by the way, he was a big fan of yours. He was always oh, interesting. So, okay. so he he was a little starstruck. When I was in his class, oh my, okay. the uh, association. So he's trying to impress you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what he said, what and what the study does show, yeah. and he showed us, is that yeah. only those with the most plaque, like ninety yeah. percent, showed the greatest improvement. Everybody else, not so much. Okay. So there were some in those with a lot, a lot of plaque where yeah. they did show some benefit right but it wasn't well, some kind of there's there's some reversal there's certainly know? some effect of exercise in yeah. what's called collateralization which means that the blockage stays but just like when there's uh, like a traffic jam on the LIE you might want to take a service road exactly and and you know get past the the, yeah. the uh, snafu right you know so this is what's called collateralization and collateralization improves with exercise because there's an oxygen demand by the heart yeah. and the heart uh, and the blood vessels there's what's called neovascularization, which is new vascular uh, development. Our bodies are amazing in what they do. Yeah. The, and this is where We're always trying to repair. Yeah. The calcium is part of the repair. Uh, collateralization is part of the repair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, what you generally want to do with supplements is you want to reduce inflammation. You may want to reduce cholesterol. Um, and you may want to reduce homocysteine, LPA. <laughs> Yes. You know, all, uh, all these factors that conspire to give us <coughs> heart disease can, mm-hmm. can be addressed with different supplements. Yeah. So, 
Um, I, I think that serapeptase uh, has a place mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where you know where I find it useful. Mm. This is where I find it useful. Uh, I have uh, a very interesting case of someone who uh, she's like a big celebrity kind of patient, and she came in. And I remember they said uh, they, I said she's a little late. She's her helicopter is landing. She came in from like Washington D.C. in a helicopter or uh-huh. something like I don't know some. Some story like that. So, okay, fine. So they, they rush her here, and she comes in, and she, she'd had a, uh, a DVT in her leg. Mm. Um, actually, it was in her thigh. You know, Deep like vein a, thrombosis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and she was having pain and swelling, mm-hmm. and uh, the medication wasn't helping. So I said, well, you know, we want to give you proteolytic enzymes. Uh, so I gave her a lot of proteolytic enzymes uh, with bromelain uh, and... Uh, yeah. The uh, product that I used was the Vascuzyme. Vascuzyme is one of them. Is one of them. Uh, Wolbenzyme. Wolbenzyme. Yeah. yeah. And I really had her poured on, and then I yeah. got her got a good diet. And I think you know we did some things to improve flow, like nitric oxide, mm-hmm. you know, which is also a flow mm-hmm. improver. Although it's more, it's more arterially than in the veins. We use some vein products, like uh, you know things like um, uh, you know what is the um, uh, I want to say horse chestnut. Horse chestnut, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's um, sure. Horse chestnut, definitely. Tip of my tongue <laughs> with di- the vein product. Diosmin, you yeah, know, okay. things like that. Okay. Diosmin, which is also, you know, butcher's broom. There's also. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, like a combination of things. Oh, my God. She, I I still get Christmas cards from her like 25 years later. Oh, yeah. that's nice. But it's because uh, she was, she was amazed at, you know, how this improved her. Uh, it's sort of like a achy, throbbing pain, you know. Mm. So anyway, um, that's where that kind of mm-hmm. thing can be helpful. I'm not sure it makes arterial plaque go away. Okay. I okay. mean, there's no studies that say that it does. Yeah. Well, Al, you could, I guess you could try, but <laughs> don't depend too much on AI. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, I actually did a nice podcast yesterday with a doctor, very experienced endocrinologist, and you know, the question is, will AI replace doctors? And you can't yeah. replace that human touch and the and interpretation. That yeah, and you know, because AI basically is a copycat; it copies yeah. everything that's out there. Yeah, and and there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation yeah. out there that yeah. it's going to copycat. Yeah. So what are we actually getting? Right. Witness, yeah. like Wikipedia, for example. It's oh, like my a, goodness. It's a lot of really biased information. Exactly. About you can go into Wikipedia and change it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you look up acupuncture, that's quackery. If you look up naturopathic medicine, that's mm-hmm. quackery. If you look up homeopathy, that's quackery. If you look up herbal medicine, it's you know, everything is quackery. Yeah. You know. Everything's quackery. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. We've got an email from Kathy. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. My son and daughter-in-law are expecting a baby in February, which will be my first grandchild. Per their doctor, they're asking us all to get the Tdap vaccine in order to see the baby. If we don't get it, we will not be permitted to see the baby for eight plus weeks. I am not an anti-vaxxer. However, I don't trust Big Pharma or CDC after the COVID debacle. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm not thrilled about this request. Please let me know your thoughts on this matter. This is a form of medical blackmail. You know, and I have to say that, you know, we've welcomed children into our family. Mm -hmm. And when they were born, we held them, Mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, we we were not subject to this kind of thing, nor would we have acceded. 
But you know, it's it's the kids. The kids are sometimes uh, blackmailed yeah. into preventing the grandparents from seeing the children. Uh, and and by the and, doctors. And, and by the way, there is a real basis for it, but it's mm -hmm. it's it is the precautionary principle taken to an extreme. Uh, it is very unlikely that a uh, older relative will who is non sick, who is asymptomatic. You know, because like, look, if if I if I'm sick, I'm not going to hold a newborn baby. Sure, you're not going to go the visit sense them or anything. It. I'm going right. to stay home. I'll right. see you when I'm better. But it, it I mean, it, there is a scenario in which you could be an asymptomatic carrier of something. Yeah. Like diphtheria, or yeah. you know, that's what is part of the Tdap. Mm -hmm. You know, um, pertussis, whooping yeah. cough. You yeah. know, which can be, you know, truth be told, these things can be deadly. Yeah. For babies, Tetanus. but it is such an infinitesimal risk. Yeah. That the benefit of the whole family getting together for this joyous moment uh, should not be subjugated to yeah. the precautionary principle taken to an extreme. Yeah. To a, really to an extreme. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so I, I think. I mean, look, the the kids who who are the parents have already been terrorized by the doctor. Yeah. The doctor has laid down the law. Whoa. Does the doctor know what havoc this is creating for the family dynamic? No, because the doctor is, is obeying the medical per imperative and not a, a a humanistic or social imperative that which may, is a little frightening. Which is frightening. Yeah, it's like a little medical dictator. You yeah, know? yeah, an obedient minion of well, it's whatever. It, it, it's very much <laughs> in the spirit of COVID. It was like yeah, it's like. Uh, when your relative is dying, you know, you can't see your relative. Yeah. You can't hold their hand when they're dying. Terrible. You can't do it because why? 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 Exactly. They, you might give them COVID or they could give you COVID or, you know. Yeah. You, it's like, really? Yeah. What was, the, what was that about? Yeah. You know? Control. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was Something. like, this is our moment. Yeah. We in medicine can now dictate the terms of your life. You haven't listened to us. You don't take your pills. Mm -hmm. You eat a crappy diet. Yeah. But now we're going to tell you what now to do. Now we're going to tell you what to do. And you're going to obey. <laughs> and we've got a spokesperson in Washington. He's going to get on TV every day yeah. and tell you. <laughs> and, uh. and he is the head honcho. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's going to tell you how to live your life for the next couple of years yeah yeah we lived through that wow i know crazy. <laughs> isn't that something it's crazy it's we lived through that it's oh. like someday you know it's like you know it's like uh, oh my goodness grandpa grandma what was it like you know when you right <laughs> well let me tell you the days of the lockdown yes that was, uh, <laughs> right. right 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 oh my goodness kathy good luck to you in this endeavor all right so oh mary writes I was told I have lupus. Do I? The blood work is showing elevated number to 10. The oral drug I was well, given... Yeah. yeah, she doesn't ahead, say what test. The oral drug I was given made gave me side effects that are, that are worse than the sores in my mouth. Well, now my I have mouth sores all the time that are burning and painful. Hmm, hmm. I can't eat like I did before. I wonder what that drug was. Yeah. yeah well, true. Okay, yeah. so there is this misconception that if you have a positive ANA, 
which is a test for lupus, but mm-hmm. not the definitive test for lupus, because lupus is not a diagnosis based on a blood test alone. Mm-hmm. It's a clinical diagnosis based on what symptoms you're experiencing. And so uh, there are other tests that are more confirmatory of lupus. Uh, often people with a positive ANA come to believe that they have lupus, but they just have signs of autoimmunity. This sounds more serious. Something's mm-hmm. going on here that, I mean, the doctors wouldn't, you know, I think doctors are sane enough not to prescribe yeah. potentially toxic medication to people yeah. who just have a positive ANA. So I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, she says, I'm 77, 89 pounds, I'm active and healthy. Am I missing something? Could this be a nerve problem? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think it's. it sounds like there's an overkill uh, for a somewhat sensitive and potentially frail 79-year-old to yeah. put them on a drug that so debilitates them. Um, and lupus is no joke, so it has no. to be treated. There are newer medications that are really more effective targeted medications for severe lupus. They're mm-hmm. immunosuppressive medications. Mm-hmm. They suppress an arm of the immune system, which is overactive in lupus. And so they're actually coming to develop medications that are akin to the rheumatoid arthritis medications now for lupus that are more targeted to lupus. Okay. Um, but, you know, I don't know if she was given that medication and yeah. I don't know whether that's part of the normal side effects. This question is very apropos because just this morning before we sat down to do this podcast, mm-hmm. I saw a 90-year-old patient of mine okay. who's been seeing me for 10 years. I saw her. She, she doesn't look 90. She, she's amazing. She's and I good. said, I want to be like her. Yeah. She's sprightly and yeah. sharp as a tack and yeah. curious and yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So I, she, I, I peeked in and I saw her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she brings me this blood test. She had a positive ANA back in August. Oh. And, yeah. So she went to follow up with a rheumatologist or whatever. Yeah. They looked at her and said, no, you don't have lupus. Thank you. Right. Bang. Yeah. So that was that. Reassured her. So she was telling me the story yeah. of what happened. So, so. Th- there's a, a, I think there's double digit uh, carrier state of positive ANA mm-hmm. in especially women. I think women outnumber men like yeah. you know, five to one or more. In positive Which ANA, is special. so there's some auto. Women are more prone to autoimmunity, yeah. and there may be milder symptoms like achy joints or fatigue or Raynaud syndrome, yeah. or dry eyes, dry mouth, without actually having some of these diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, Sjogren's syndrome, yeah. uh, scleroderma. You know, mm-hmm. these are full-blown diseases, and we actually mm-hmm. we have actually, unfortunately, one of our male patients had a devastating case of scleroderma. Which ultimately, yeah. uh, you know, proved uh, fatal. You know, because it can be devastating. Although it so varies in its manifestations that you can have like a, a milder version of it yeah. or subclinical. You know, it's like you have you're auditioning for the part, but you haven't gotten it yet. For, yeah. Fortunately, you mm-hmm. know, and then when you haven't gotten the part, it's inappropriate to give you medication to prevent it. You know, mm-hmm. and they're natural ways. We work with a lot of patients who have positive ANA, and we reverse it. How? With an autoimmune paleo diet. Absolutely. With lots of omega 3s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with. Tamp thing, down the, the inflammation fires. Sometimes all of that. low dose naltrexone yes. is helpful for autoimmunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got some tools for these milder cases. So, I mean, for people who are going into kidney failure or, you know, having, uh, you know, profound destruction of tissue in their body, they may need these drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, there you go, Mary. All right. 
We have time for another question. I think that'll be our last one. Yeah, we've got a question from Michael. Which supplements would tend to reduce negative effects of dental or other x-rays? Would it be a variety of antioxidants? Well, okay. Well, so, all, so yeah. let me tell you, Mike. Get, getting ready to let me tell you my experience. Every yeah. time I go to the dentist, and I am a lousy patient, I kind of go when I have a problem. Yeah. So a little like a piece of one of my uh, two teeth broke off, mm-hmm. and so I had to go to the dentist. Yeah. And they said, "Well, you haven't been here for a couple of years. You need your X-rays." And I said, "I don't think so." But if you need to, just take a picture. Well, you're supposed to do like a full panorama. Yeah. I said, yep. okay, I, I really want to help the dentist fix this problem. So just x-ray this, the yes. one place. Mm-hmm. So why do you, we, you're due for your routine x-rays. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want, I said, okay, but you have to sign this release. I have to sign that same release yeah. every time I go for a cleaning. And, and I demur, okay? Mm-hmm. And I demur. Now, I'm not inalterably opposed to it because I see it's sensible. If he's going to repair the tooth, he's got to sure. see what it looks like. Sure. Fine. Yeah. But I don't want like the whole mouth thing because right. I want to minimize my exposure. Yeah. I think to some extent it's a CYA by the dentist. It's yeah. Like, it's also looking for trouble yeah. because looking the more yeah. things they can repair, the more profitable it is. And frankly, they can charge insurance for x-rays. Yes. I've got some dental insurance that I pay for, like for modest expense. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I get a reduced, I doesn't mean I pay nothing. I just get a reduction in my fees yeah. when something's done. So uh, it's covered by insurance and mm-hmm. they get money for that. So there's a little bit of an incentive to do that. There's some good to be said for it because they might discover a problem that is lurking. Yeah. Fine. But I say I'd rather not have like tons and tons and tons of x-rays because, you know, if I I hope to live to like, uh, you know, 102 and I'm going to have like dental x-rays every six months, you know. Yeah, exactly. I I don't allow them either. If there's a problem, if I'm in pain, yes, take the x-ray. Yeah. But beyond that, don't. No. Yeah. For We're diagnostic not, not purposes, a, not screening purposes. Not screening purposes. It's you, not a fishing expedition. It's a little bit like, you know, we used to say, okay, here you are for your annual physical here at the doctor's office. Go to the x-ray machine. We're going to do a chest x-ray. Yeah. No. Right. Um, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, there are some uh, professions that require it. I know a teacher who became a principal, she had to get a chest x-ray every year. That's about That's about TB. Yeah. That's about TB. Yeah. And it, but it's still in the an X-ray era, every year. In the era of TB, yeah. maybe that made more sense. You mm. know, because if you're going to be you're with children, blah, 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 blah. but you can also get skin testing for TB. You know? True. So the answer is, I think, yes, antioxidants may be plausible. Take a little more antioxidants, but yeah. it's not going to completely reverse that. No. I think there have been some studies. Look, especially in this in the, the atomic age, they've done some research about what can we do to prophylax you know, like if there's a Chernobyl or something, or if there's a nuclear attack. And I don't know that there's a heck of a lot you can do. Potassium iodide? Yeah, to protect the thyroid, Mm -hmm. to protect the thyroid. Mm -hmm. And that's particularly important why, you know, you need neck protection when you get an x-ray because, Mm -hmm. you know, the thyroid is the most vulnerable organ in that area, and you don't want it to be irradiated all the time. Yeah. Um, So, um, and, you know, there may be something to this, this epidemic of thyroid cancer that people got improper shielding and the x-rays were less focused. Yeah. X-rays used to be less uh, localized. They used to have a kind of a wide, more of a shotgun effect mm-hmm. uh, so that they affected other areas. Yeah. So, for example, um, women who got full breast irradiation, you mm-hmm. know, which is like 
after a diagnosis of breast cancer and you remove the tissue, they want to irradiate the breast. Yeah. Some of them got coronary artery disease because Oof. it wasn't as focused as it should be. The heart underlies the left breast especially. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. so, you know, it, and I don't know that antioxidants are a perfect shield against that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Michael, thank you for that very thoughtful question. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for uh, joining us. And remember that you know, we talk about supplements here on Intelligent Medicine. DrHoppinStore.com is the place to go because we stock all of the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. They're the supplements that Layla and I take and yep. prescribe to our patients. Uh, we buy through Fullscript and it assures us fast free shipping. It's miraculous sometimes how quickly the shipping occurs. A little bit uh, backed up during holiday season. It's yeah. a little slower yeah. because the shipping demands are extraordinary. But you know, you'll get your things really fast. Uh, so DearHoffman.com, uh, go to DearHoffmanStore.com for your uh, uh, supplement needs. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. Thank you, everybody. Until next week, I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.